name is <laughs> Melissa Pressman. Uh, sorry, I was very distracted <laughs> by the titty shake. Uh, and I'm Benji Pressman. Oh, thank you for joining us yet again as we discuss a movie that our son Nathan, <laughs> sometimes we call him Nate, <laughs> has gotten super into of recent. In fact, we watched this in two stages and we had to <laughs> redirect him from watching it so we could finish it off the DVR. Yes, because uh can't stay up late. <laughs> I fall asleep <laughs> while watching movies. <laughs> so we had to we had to break it up. We couldn't watch it all in one one go. Uh and then uh he watched it this afternoon when he got home from school. Yeah, it's very fresh. Yeah, he really he he's he's really into it. Did we say the name of the movie yet? Oh no, we haven't. Okay. <laughs> uh, so we're going to talk about Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs today. Um, and just real quick, uh, so everyone knows, we have Nathan. He is three and a half, and then Liam and Charlie. They are twins, and they are one and a half. So no. that's that's our child experience. Um, and then I also have a personal history with this movie. I actually went to the premiere here in Los Angeles back in the day when it when it came out. I don't know what year did it come out. Two thousand nine. But uh, some lovely ladies, Eva and Olivia. Uh, I used to watch them all the time. As a nanny, not not like... Like Mary Poppins. Yes, not like <laughs> sitting in a car outside their house watching them. No, that's creepy. Exactly. But um, yeah, we got to go. How'd you finagle that? Uh, we, uh, Allison had a friend at the time. Allison is their mother and my very dear friend. Um, and they, she had a friend uh, who was working the premiere. So we got to go. Did you read this book as a kid? Mm-mm, no. Okay, so I, it was like in the rotation. I don't know if we owned it or it was like at school, but it's a very different tone. I don't really remember it well, but I feel like it was like a grandpa telling his grandkids the story of the town he was from. Mm-hmm. So like none of the characters in the movie are in the book. Okay. It's just like a, you know, a 20 page illustrated book of like, yeah. there was this town and like food fell from this guy. Got it. And then it, then we it got out of control. We all had to leave. God. <laughs> so, I mean, the the broad strokes... Is accurate. The same. But yeah. everything else is very different. Got it. Uh, so, so that's, that's our backstory with the movie. And it opens with Flint. Should I give the synopsis officially? Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, my God. I'm sorry, guys. I'm, I think I'm a little slap happy right now. <laughs> It is late on a Friday, so this will be interesting. Um, So, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. A local scientist is often regarded as a failure until he invents a machine that can make food fall from the sky. But little does he know that things are about to take a turn for the worst. Should be turn for the worst? Anyway, that's not important. Is it like bratwurst? That would be really clever, (laughs) but that is not what it said. Got it. (laughs) Ten for the best. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So yeah. So where does this movie start? What's the, uh, so set it, the scene? It open. It's Flint, right? Or is it Flynn? I think it's Flint. Flint, right? Like Flint, Michigan. Yeah, like okay. his name is Flint Lockwood, which really sounds like a porn name. Yeah, it probably is. I don't know. I mean, maybe you know. I don't know. <laughs> No comment. Okay. <laughs> so, so it starts with him explaining w- how he's going to save the town. And what we later find out is the opening scene is actually uh, basically the end of the movie when he does stop the machine. Um, and so... Then he sort of goes into his childhood and talks about, you know, like when he was a little kid and he made, you know, all these crazy inventions. And the first one that he did was the spray on shoes, which everyone made fun of him about. 
Well, because you couldn't take him off. And then right. eventually we see him as a grown-up and he still has them on. Do you think it's the same? Like, yeah, no, did they, they just they, stretch they, out they with his feet? They stretched out with his feet. Yeah, he was never able to take the shoes off. That can't be good for you. No. Um, and he is very discouraged by that and very upset. And his mom comes in and gives him a lab coat and is like, you need to be a scientist. Like, the world needs your brain. And then they go into, like, all these crazy inventions that he comes up with that just never go right it all feels like to me that he just always does a prototype and it doesn't work right and then he just moves on to the next thing it's like if you <laughs> well it took edison like ten thousand light bulbs right before he got the right one so if you just went back and like fixed it maybe maybe they all would have worked well but part of the problem is um like he made like a a rem- like a remote TV, but it had legs and then it ran away. So there's nothing to, f- like the prototype is gone. Uh, he made wrappers, which is a terrible idea. No, those are scary. <laughs> that didn't go well. <laughs> you can't really fix those. I'm not sure how he made wrappers, but that, I mean, that is messing with nature yeah, on he, like a level I didn't know. He really has a lot of science skills because he's like a great engineer, but yeah. apparently he also knows like genetics. So yeah, no, it was pretty impressive. Um, and he made the monkey translator, which he put on his uh, trusted companion, Steve, Nate's, the monkey. Nate's favorite character. Um, and it does translate, but monkeys, or at least Steve, I don't, I don't want to speak for all monkeys because I don't, I, I don't know that much about them. I'm not a, uh, what's a scientist that studies monkeys? A monkeyologist. <laughs> that doesn't feel right. Anyways, I'm not one of those, so I don't want to... Primatologist? Okay, well, you don't have to make up a word. So I don't... (laughs) If you know, tweet it at us. A simianist. (laughs) Anyways, so I don't want to talk for all monkeys, but Steve in particular doesn't have a lot to say. He doesn't have a very wide vocabulary. Just a very narrow focus of interest. He can say Steve... That comes out of the monkey translator. Uh, danger. Yellow. Hungry, gummy bears. Gummy bears. That's about it. Yeah. Not not a lot. So, so he does that. Um, and then they also go into sort of like the history of the town where uh, they were, uh, it was called Swallow Falls, and they fished for sardines. So sardine is a one- Commodity economy, sardines. And that's what they do. All they do is they catch sardines, they can sardines, they do everything. And then the world found out that sardines were gross and the town sort of went in the crapper. I kind of like sardines, so I don't know if I agree with that, but... That was my puke sound. That's your feeling of sardines? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. That is. And they showed them, like, that they had to eat sardines all the time. And, like, that's all the town had to eat. For whatever reason, they had no other food. Well, they're a tiny island... In the middle, like, it's not, like, off the coast. They were just, like, in the middle of the ocean. It's behind the A, um, Atlantic Atlantic Ocean on the map. Yeah, it's, like, in the middle of nowhere. And I guess once your economy goes to crap, you can't really... It's it's expensive to import food, so... Yeah, so they... What are you going to do? That's all they have are sardines. They even had, like, sardines and sardine juice and, like, a baby bottle. And I was like, this is terrible. I don't want to live there. So that's happening. And he's trying, and he's desperately trying to come up with an invention his whole life that, you know, can put him on the map as like a great scientist. And so we get to a point where he's come up with a machine that can turn water into food. And so he's trying, and he gets so close, and he almost has a cheeseburger. And then the power blows, and his dad is very unhappy. And comes and lets him know, like, I really think we need to stop with this whole science stuff. Like, come work at the tackle shop with me. How old do you think he is at this point? Mid-20s? Um, maybe, yeah. I don't Early know. Early 20s? Yeah. And it's he has a lot of technology and in his lab that is, like, built out of a treehouse in the yeah, backyard. that he's expanded throughout the years. Um, and then... We also see, like, in this exchange between him and his dad, uh, one of the rappers takes a full-size child. <laughs> it just flies away with it. And one of the children yells, just play dead, Timmy. And I was <laughs> like, oh, man, these rappers are crazy. <laughs> I mean, 
And then we also find out that the mom is dead because the mom's always dead. Moms are always dead and our protagonist has daddy issues because his dad never shows affection and and does not understand what he's all about. The mom was understanding that dad is not. Mm -hmm. And the dad also, I'm not sure if he can see. He's got a crazy... He's got crazy eyebrows. Yeah. Yeah. Unibrow. Yeah. Crazy brow. Um, But I will say this movie is pretty funny like all things considered yeah like, uh lord and miller they did like 21 jump street and the lego movie and stuff like yeah. that and it's pretty funny no it is. i mean it's it's well it's well done it's definitely not one that i hate when he watches it <laughs> so that's that's good. that's always nice um and so then so flint goes to work with his dad in the um tackle shop bait mm-hmm. and tackle shop and the mayor, who is Cuckoo Bananas. He's a very ambitious mayor. Has decided to spend all the town's money on turning it into like sardine land so they can try and bring in tourists and try to bring money into the town. Um, so there's going to be a big unveiling of this like sardine land. Um, and then in that we meet another character, Baby Brent. Who was like kind of like a Gerber baby yeah. for the sardine company and is now a full-grown man. And we we know, we sort of realize over the course of the movie, I don't know exactly when it became clear to me, but he was like Flint's bully. Yes. Growing up. Like he yeah. was the one who made fun of him for yes. his spray-on shoes. And he's kind of like the coolest guy in town. Like yeah. totally a... Big fish in a little pond. And he definitely, he does a lot of like bumping into things and then going, uh-oh, because that was like his thing. Yeah. So he's, you know, kind of a fat, hairy, grown man in a diaper. And that's, and Nate likes doing that. Yeah. He likes going, uh-oh, uh-oh, and like putting his finger up to his mouth and sticking his butt out. <laughs> well, any chance for Nate to like stick his butt out? <laughs> he's... Super obsessed with butts. Butts and pooping on the face. <laughs> that's, that's his thing. <laughs> uh, so so that's all going on. They're going to have this big reveal. They're going to cut the ribbon, you know, big ceremony, all this stuff. Um, and while this is happening, Flint is like, I'm going to get this machine to work. I just need to hook it up to more power. So that's his plan. While everyone's distracted, he's going to hook it up to, like, the town's power. Um, and then that's when the cop gets involved and I can't remember the character's name, but he is voiced by Mr. T and he's really fantastic as the cop. He's very athletic. Yes. Very athletic. Always doing flips. Yes. And his chest hair sense danger. And I did like, um, that his hair was the opposite of Mr. T's hair where he had like, like the middle was bald and then he had like hair on the side. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Um, but yeah, so he was perfect as the cop. I thought that was really great. Um, and he's going to go after Flint. He's like, how dare you? Like, you're going to ruin the town's, you know, ceremony. Don't do this. Like, we don't need any more of your crazy inventions. And, you know, Flint, like, hooks it up and starts the machine, and it kind of goes a little kablooey nuts. Right. We also have been introduced to kind of the other key character in the movie at this point i believe right the oh the sam the weather girl right yes so she's an intern and gets her what is to her a big break to go from the big whatever they're based yeah like new york or something yeah to this town to do her first like on air thing yeah because i guess it turns out that the mayor's cousin like worked at this station yeah. or something so she's super excited but she kind of flubs it as she hands it off, and then she's like, oh, go film the mayor. Yeah, so they're, so they're there, and then Flint's um, food machine basically ruins Sardine Land, just, like, breaks everything. So all the money that was spent now, you know, down the toilet, because it's gone. And everybody is very mad at Flint. Flint feels like an idiot. And is like down at the docks, like just sort of like sulking and living there. And that's and then Sam comes and 
they start talking and she's like super impressed with all of his inventions and seems to know like everything like knows like how he made the shoes and what he did for the monkey translator and how, you know, like she's really impressed with him and he is just like over the moon gaga for her, like right off the bat. But every time she says something smart, she kind of negs herself. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't know, whatever. And then this huge cloud comes and everybody's doing like a crazy, like take to it. It was very like (laughs) Spielberg face, you know, like in Spielberg movies, he always, instead of showing you the thing, Uh he shows you people's faces of like, (gasps) what's happening? What is it? And so like everybody does that. And And it's one of the guys, he's like one of the townspeople who's like in almost every scene he's got, he's got like a beard and this red hat and this like flannel shirt. He pulled his beard off, ripped it right off. (laughs) I was like, which I, I liked that part. Um, and then it just starts to rain cheeseburgers, which is kind of amazing. People are, take it a lot more in stride than I feel like you should. Like if it just started raining cheeseburgers here, I'd be like, don't we have enough problems? Yeah. But I, um, I was like, what? I would like that. I guess if you've only eaten sardines for years and suddenly a cheeseburger just like lands in your lap. Right. But they were good because Sam was like, this is an amazing cheeseburger and she's not living on the island. So now everyone is like, this is what we need to do. Like, And she gets some media attention because she gets the cameras rolling again. And yeah, like, like this is how we save the town. This is amazing. And that he can just put in to the computer, whatever, and then it it falls from the sky. Right. So he, but the thing is his machine is like floating in the sky, which doesn't really make sense. It's just like hovering above the ocean or something. So he has to like rig up a satellite hookup in order to get it to work. Right. Which factors in later. Right. But, the whole thing is, you know, like he can just put in whatever he wants and it sort of like falls from the sky is kind of amazing. And and everybody's happy and everybody's like, this is going to save the town and we're going to have so many tourists coming to see this amazing town where food falls from the sky. And this is this is going to be what turns everything around. Um, but I did think there was all kinds of stuff, you know, like there is a whole like montage of, you know, like all the different food that was coming and how people were handling it and what they were doing. And at one point people had like mouth funnels to like catch food as it was falling. I was like, I felt like that was a little too much. I know. And then <laughs> and we the start mayor to see the mayor too much. The mayor has an eating disorder. I mean, he healthy. was woo. like bacon. They had breakfast and bacon was going down like a rain gutter and it just like poured into his mouth. Yeah, or he would eat like four cheeseburgers at once. Like, I mean, he got, he was getting crazy. I don't think he chewed. No. Uh-uh. And then uh, Mr. T makes a special request for his son and for his birthday. And so Flint makes it happen because, again, he's got the daddy issue and. Mr. T appealed to that by like, I just want my son to know I love him, you know, which is really all Flint wants. So he does it. So he makes it basically snow ice cream. Which is pretty amazing. And there was just like ice cream everywhere and you could just play in it and eat it. And I I was like, like, yes. I like that they was like Neapolitan. Yeah. And there was like all the kids in chocolate, all the kids have known like one kid in the (laughs) strawberry. I like like, strawberry. (laughs) Which is like accurate (laughs) because... I remember getting Neapolitan ice cream as a kid and just being like, okay, you go over there, strawberry. I like strawberry. Yeah, but it's got nothing on vanilla and chocolate. <laughs> so yeah, we're definitely getting the sense that Flint, it's it's not as overdone as it sometimes is in movies where mm-hmm. he's he's not necessarily getting super arrogant, but he definitely is like very happy for the approval and the attention and people are cheering for him. But also, you know, this is what he wanted. Like this is, he wanted to make an invention that would, you know, change the world. Yeah. Ever since he was a little kid. Like this is, so he's done it and everyone's happy. And so he's happy. 
Um, and then, you know, he wants to impress Sam. So he brings her to a jello house that he built. Because she had mentioned she liked jello. And she never put in a request for food. So he made it happen. And I, I mean, really, I, I mean, he's got to be on like something, right? Like speed or something. Because I don't know that he ever sleeps and he's able to accomplish things that just, you. I don't know how you do that. That's the beauty of genius. So he's on drugs. That's your, <laughs> you're convinced. <laughs> so that's what's happening. So he makes this jello house and they go in and, and like things work. Like yeah. it, there's a jello piano and it plays. Yeah, that didn't make and, any sense. But, and he's made, he's like sculpted these like statues and just like the, just all this stuff that I'm like, he's on drugs. Okay. You, you, you don't just do this. You're on drugs. I don't know which one, but. A drug. Several? Yeah, might just be doing some speed. Okay. Maybe well, he's just like shooting back espressos. I mean, he can make it fall from the sky. Meth? I don't know. I feel like speed's the one that people always take where they can still like focus on stuff. Okay. Well, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he's pulling a Jesse Spano and just like caffeine pills. Oh, God. That was awful. <laughs> oh, she had such a hard time. Anyways. <laughs> breaking that habit. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I don't like jello, but I would jump in on it. Yeah, we found a jump like in. Fun. I was worried that they would fall in and suffocate. And they sort of do at one point, but it's totally fine. Like they get stuck in the middle of like a big block of jello and they're cool with it. But they get out. Yeah. Somehow. And then they end up having like a heart to heart. And Sam basically lets Flint know that. You know, when she was a little kid, uh, she was super into weather and meteorology and all kinds of science stuff, but the kids made fun of her, so then she just, she got rid of her glasses, she stopped wearing her hair in a ponytail and just changed everything so kids would stop making fun of her. And then Flint was like, well, maybe you should wear your glasses still, because she said she still needed them, she just wasn't wearing them. So she goes to put her glasses on, <laughs> and we see how she's been seeing Flint. <laughs> And then she puts on her glasses and actually sees Flint. <laughs> <laughs> and her reaction was pretty great. And she's voiced by Anna Ferris, and that was that was pretty. I liked that one. Where she was like, Oh, oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then he yeah. nibbles her a jello scrunchie, which Well not nibbles. I mean he's like <laughs> like he eats it with a spoon. Yeah, but he he crafts it, but yeah. it, I feel like A, sticky and gross, and B, it's probably not going to last. I don't know. So he does that, and then the mayor calls, and he leaves. Oh, they almost kiss, but then they don't. Yeah, and it, and uh, Flint's method of kissing involves him puffing his whole face up. Oh, that was me. I did it. Yeah, it was beautiful. Thank you. So he leaves to go talk to the mayor, and... Then he goes to take his dad to dinner, and a Flint does. And while they're doing this, they pass by this store. That made me laugh. The bib store? Yeah. Yes, because... It had, like, these sexy models and bibs in it. Has the mayor already talked to Flint about his plan for the town? Well, like to reinvigorate the town? No, all this is happening. Like it's all happened. I mean, like it was happening during the montage. Like everything's been set up and now they're going to have like the grand opening. Right. Because the mayor's like, we can now be a tourist destination because of this. And the mayor called Flint to tell him that he wanted him to cut the ribbon at the opening of the city. Like that's what the phone call was about. So he's taken his, Flint's taking his dad out to like the fancy restaurant um, where there's no there's no um, ceiling on it, so the food can just fall in. So what are you paying for? Just drinks? I don't know. So so they're they're there and they're walking through the restaurant and everybody's just like Flint Flint and he's like Hey guys Hey Hey you know super happy, and they sit down and like there's like steaks falling from the sky and he's like Dad this is your favorite meal like I made that happen for you, and like his dad starts to notice like that the steaks are getting 
like progressively bigger as they like, fall from the sky. Like breaking people's like wine glasses, like knocking tables and plates over. And, and people are getting a little nuts. And, and his dad's like, you know, are you, do you really think this is okay? Like, I, th- I think maybe you need to, you know, like stop it. And, and Flint was just like, what? like all you do is you can't even just like be happy for me or proud of me. Like I'm telling you, like the mayor wants me to cut the ribbon. Like, I've done something. I've made people happy, and you're just, like, shitting all over it. And his dad was basically like, yep. You know, like, but I don't, something's wrong. Like, I don't think something, I don't think everything's okay. So Flint leaves. He's upset. And as he's walking, he sees a giant hot dog. And is like, oh, crap. Yeah, because he's starting to think, well, maybe things aren't okay. So he takes... I don't know if it's that hot dog or a hot dog back to his lab and Mm -hmm. starts to analyze it and is realizing that there's problems. Yeah. And the mayor shows up while he's there and Flint is sort of like, I I don't know. I think maybe I need to like shut this down. Like I don't, and the mayor is, you know, basically like this is fine. Bigger is better. Everyone loves these portion sizes. He's disgusting. Yeah. I mean, the mayor's probably gained like two or 300 pounds at this point. In like a week. Yeah. Well, it's maybe been a month, but either way. Maybe. But and then not this, healthy. I mean not good. I mean, and he's sweating. Like it's and he's so got gross. A giant hot dog with like scoops of ice cream on top of it. And he's just eating whole scoops of ice cream in yeah. one bite. And then he just like deep throat swallows <laughs> this like ginormous hot dog. Oh, it's so gross. It's disgusting. I mean, he is disgusting. And he's basically Telling Flint, this is, we, who cares what your dad thinks? Who cares about your dad's approval? He says, I've always thought of you as my son. Everyone else is going to love you. So what do you care? Right. Like, just forget it. Like, let's do this. It's like the most manipulative speech. (laughs) And he's just like somehow going from ear to ear, like off screen, other ear, off screen, other ear. Yeah. It's It's very well done. I mean... For as big as he's gotten, he's quite spry. He knows what he wants. Um, so Flint's like, okay, yeah, all right, yeah, I'll, yeah, it's okay. Like portion sizes aren't that bad. Um, and so then it's the next day. They're going to have the grand opening of the town, and Sam finds like the Doppler two thousand, which was this toy that she had wanted so badly when she was a little girl. And so she, like, opens it up and is, like, looking at it and starting to get in, I guess, like, a weather report? Is that basic? basic? Yeah, Yeah. like forecaster. Uh, Yeah, and she's seeing that there's something really bad happening weather-wise. Like, this is not good. This is, you know, something catastrophic's coming. Like, we need to, like, do something. And so she goes to try to talk to Flint, and he is like brushing her off and like, don't worry. Everybody loves the bigger portion sizes. Forget it. Why don't you just go do the weather? So rude. So I think he says, go say the weather or something like that. It was just like, what a dick. Total mansplain shutdown. When she was right. And deep down in his heart, he knows it too. I know. Oh, and they changed the name of the city to Chew and Swallow, which I was like, I don't really... It's really gross. Don't so like that. Like, I like Swallow Falls. I didn't. That one didn't bother me, but Chew and Swallow, I was like, this is all right. Gross. But there's people from all over the world coming mm-hmm. on cruise ships, and they so, like set so up a they, bunch of really gross stuff. So they like open up the town, they're, and they're like explaining all the different areas you can go to. There's like a nacho cheese hot spring. Which was... Disgusting. There's a guy sitting there just like eating chips and cheese off his body. Yeah, it was like, well, and then there's the kid zone, which is completely unsupervised. It's just mounds of candy. And the kids are going nuts. And the one kid who is the cop's son, he's like, I have jelly beans for teeth. And his eyes are like, <laughs> like, like too much. <laughs> You've had too much candy. Um, and then they basically, they throw all the leftovers. So any food that doesn't get eaten just gets tossed onto this like m- leftover mountain. So it's just like this like mound of Sitting behind uneaten a, food. An unbreakable dam. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um, so then 
you know, while they're like doing everything, all of a sudden like the wind starts to pick up and then there is a spaghetti tornado. Yeah, with giant meatballs, which, Mm -hmm. you know, so it was cloudy with a chance of meatballs. Well, there it was. And it basically comes and just like breaking everything and ruining the town and taking everything down and just like crazy, crazy weather. And um, the food, is it's like, like basically it's gone like nuclear, right? Like the the cells have morphed and yeah, it just keeps on evolving and I don't know. Mutating. It's just like all this like crazy stuff, and I was like, don't mess with nature. Like just don't. It's very interesting to watch this in the in between like this hurricane season, which is crazy, crazy. Like we haven't really had one in a long time like this, where you know, in between Harvey and we're about to see what Irma's gonna do, and then there's already two more hurricanes following up and I'm just like, whoa, this feels very like a comment on global warming right now. And maybe <laughs> I'm the chance of meatballs. <laughs> maybe I'm thinking about it too much, but it's like human action destroying our climate system yeah. and not thinking about the consequences. Yeah. Yeah. It's and and I how this is possible, I'm not really sure. But it wasn't just going to ruin the town the way things were going, it was about to, like, take over the world. Yeah, and they basically, I think we're jumping ahead a little bit, but there's, like, an Al Roker. It's, like, Al Roker. It is Al Roker. Like, but he's not playing Al Roker, but but he's, like, the main anchor of the weather channel. He's, like, all the food is just, like, going to the major cities first because, like, it was, like, that silly action movie thing where you just see landmarks getting destroyed, but instead it's, like, a sandwich falls on the Eiffel Tower. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and like the um, Mount Rushmore, they all get pies in the face, and yeah, it, so it was like silly stuff happening. There's a the latter part of the movie that ends up being a lot of like movie re- references to other movies. I have a couple written down we can call it. But then, so then, Flint but goes then a to, fortune cookie like falls on the Great Wall of China, which I was like, well, that doesn't make any sense because those are the, American. They don't have fortune cookies in China. And then it says in English, you're about to get crushed by giant corn. So who's that helping? Right. I was like, okay, you know what, guys? This is just what happens in a writer's room. Come on. Come on. But Flint goes to try to shut down the satellite, like via the satellite link up. He's like, I can shut this down. Mm -hmm. But the mayor's in there. Yes. In his lab. And he was ordering up, and the mayor doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. So he's ordered up like a Vegas buffet. Yeah. Of all you can eat. So he put in like way too much food and the machine's going nuts. And right as Flint's about to shut it down, the mayor throws a giant radish. Yes. And destroys the satellite link up. So now they have no way to communicate with the Flimdusfrfler, which is not exactly what the name of the machine is, but something like that. Yeah, something like that. Because it's floating in the low like low space atmosphere or something yeah so they now they have now he's got to figure this out and um while that's happening also we see like the aftermath with the town and you know like everything's broken people don't know what to do um mr t's son was in like a sugar coma because he had just like too much and then they get him to wake up, and we find out that the cameraman that's been working with Sam used to be a doctor, so he helps them. And then he, then the little kid like pukes all over the place, which I was like, I get it. One time Nathan did. We, he, he had too many. There. He had too many cookies. Uh, and just pink vomit everywhere. And pink vomited everywhere. It was those animal cookies with the icing. Th- those are really good though. But he he probably ate way too many. And it was not under our supervision. I, I do want to say that, that that we as parents did not give him too many cookies that he puked. It was, uh, he was in like a daycare situation. <laughs> Just pump him full of cookies and let him go. And then he came home and it was like, <laughs> we were eating dinner. And then he was like, uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> oh, nothing sadder than a small child vomiting. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> That was crazy. So back to the movie. Back to the the so, reason we're here. So the town's destroyed. Mm-hmm. There's town's no destroyed. way to fix the machine. Nope. Flint 
is nowhere to be found. No, because he's now, he feels, he feels terrible. Like he feels like this is it. He's failed. And his dad finds him and he found his lab coat. And Flint had thrown himself in the garbage Mm -hmm. with all his other inventions because he's garbage. That's what he said. Oh, excuse my yawn. Um, And then he is feeling really sad, really down. And then his dad is like, when it rains, put on a coat. And Flint sees his his coat and is like, okay, that's it. I got to get it together. I have to fix this. So he figures out how he can do it. He's going to go to the actual machine and use a flash drive flash drive to put the kill code in so it will stop everything. And so he goes down to the town and he's like, look, this is what this is what I'm doing. You guys need to get out of here. Get on some bread, make some boats and like get out. Oh, because also like just the food is ginormous now. Like everything is huge. Like there's no... Like, some things are big. Some Like, everything is just way too big now. Right. Like, a piece of bread is the size of a room, and candy corns are, like, the size of cars. Yeah. Like, everything is giant. Um, and so, the townspeople are like, we're going to kill you. And then Mr. T steps in and is like, no, look, this is what we need to do. He's going to fix it. And this is also on all of us. We kept ordering the food. So, it can't just all be on him. Um, so then Sam's like, I'm going to go with you. Manny also used to be a pilot. That's the cameraman. So he's going to go with them to fly. And then Brent is like, let me come with you because I don't know where I fit in in society anymore. I have no purpose. And they were like, well, no, but he gets to go. So (laughs) in the flying car that Flint built in an hour. Well, I think he was fixing the one that he had originally made. So so they're flying, they're going to go, and they're going to fix it. Um, and the town is building their bread boats. And as they're getting closer and closer, like, things start getting really weird, and then they realize that the machine is inside a giant meatball. And it's defending itself. Like it sends out like, sentient pizza mm-hmm. to attack them like little TIE fighters attacking their ship. What's a TIE fighter? Those are the... The bad guy planes in Star Wars. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Mm. All right. It's not a person of Thai origin fighting. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Okay. So that happens. <laughs> and so then they figure out, okay, we can jump into this shaft and fall directly to the sit. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> that got me. <laughs> so they can basically they can fall through the tunnel. Is the tunnel better? Oh yeah. yeah okay. Um, down to the center where he can put in the flash drive, but then he loses the flash drive, mm-hmm. and that's yeah. not good. So he has to get his dad to go to his lab and upload an attachment. And I just thought his dad's reaction to having to do something with technology was amazing. Amazing, because it's like, and then there's. He, well, Flint he has to like explain to his dad how technology works, and I was like, "Oh, I feel that pain." And I, the eyebrows, like his dad's, like crazy unibrow, like go, whoop, and you just see his eyeballs, which we never see. So no. it was very like his like look of like I don't know what to do right now. Yes, I because as an aside, I had a job in college where I actually had to like explain to my boss what an attachment was and how to do it because she didn't even know how to send emails. Uh, yeah, well, it wasn't like a normal thing. This was 1999. It wasn't like, or like 2002. It wasn't like so abnormal to have to send an email. Whatever. <laughs> Anyways, sometimes I still don't know how to do it, so. You're fine. <sighs> so they... They got their new plan. Now the flash drive's gone. They're, you're going to get the attachment. He's going to stall with his phone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he and Sam jump. Like and they're, they're like going to free fall right down to the middle. Right. But then Brent goes with them and knocks them off course. So now, now they have to like trek to get to where they need to be. Uh, so, so all that's happening there. And then back in the town... 
the dam breaks and all the food is just like going to come and get all the people. So they're like, they have to get on the boats. They're running. They're trying to get to the water. There's a very dramatic moment with Mr. T throwing his kid and, and carrying the boat just himself. And he's very strong. They make it to the water. They're safe. And oh, before they do that, the mayor sort of is like, whatever, fuck you guys. I'm taking this boat. And he leaves. (laughs) He just leaves the town. And then he starts eating the boat. Uh, so, you know, by mayor, whatever, you don't care. So at least the people are safe. No one else is getting hurt at this moment in time. Except that the whole world is threatened with destruction. Um, but while when the dam breaks, the dad is like trying to send like the attachment and trying to figure it all out. And all the food, like the food lanch, like just barrels into the house and knocks him over and so and and like takes down takes the dad down takes like everything down so he doesn't get the email out so they're you know flint's still trying to like you know figure out what he's gonna do waiting for the email and they don't know that the dam is like nobody knows what's happening um so then they're they're back up in the meatball like trekking through and then they find these like giant live well, they're not live. I mean, no, they're, they're live, but they're they're like like, they're like chicken carcasses, right? Right, but they're like so they're creeping over the ceiling and down the walls, and it's very reminiscent of Aliens because there's a scene in that movie where they're like a whole bunch of the aliens are like descending down the ceiling uh, on them. Okay. So that was definitely like a movie reference. So okay. there's a lot of visual references like that happening as the movie progresses, um, and the so yeah, they're chicken carcasses, but they're mm-hmm. attack like. But they're like they're alive because like the food's evolved or whatever. And so then one of them just eats Brent. Brent. Yeah. And then also the phone, which they need because the phone, he's waiting for the attachment on his phone. And then um, Brent like comes out, like, I don't know, like kills it from the inside. Like, I don't know because they're not really, I don't know. He basically is now wearing a giant chicken carcass suit. Yeah. And he's like, I am chicken Brent, and I now have purpose. <laughs> and he just starts to like, up the chickens. He becomes like this like kung fu ninja man. I don't know. It's a little nuts. Um, and he gets the phone back. And so they're running to like go to go get to the machine to do the kill code and all this stuff. And while that's happening, then like Flint's dad like busts out of all the like junk so he can send the email. And I said it was like the most dramatic email since you've got mail. <laughs> <laughs> Which that was, I mean, that was high drama. And that was like meeting people that you talk to online when that wasn't normal. I know. I just listened to an hour long podcast about you've got mail. I love that movie. Really brought me back. I love it. So we're getting, we're getting Anyways. close. Anyways. <laughs> So they have to go down this final like tunnel to get to the middle, but it's lined with peanut brittle. We learned earlier that Sam is very, very allergic to peanuts. Mm-hmm. And Flynn had said, me too. Which he lied because he was just trying to He's, get her to like him. Yeah. And she, and then he admits that he is not allergic to peanuts and she kind of calls him out on it. And he's just like, nee. <laughs> I just wanted her to like me. Um, so he's going to get lowered down by a giant licorice rope. And while they're doing that, something happens that like shakes the meatball and she bumps into a piece of peanut brittle and just starts to like blow up because, you know, she's got the allergy. And Flint's like, let me go. And she was like, no. And then it all comes out like that she really likes Flint and Flint likes her and, you know, all this good stuff. And he's like, nope, I got to. And he bites the licorice and goes, and Brent comes to take Sam back to the plane so she can get the epi shot, which obviously this was done before prices went up. Right, before that company. <laughs> Change a big bag of dicks. Change the price of a, on a life-saving uh, drug, basically, right? It's a drug, yeah? Yeah, we're really uh, showing our politics here. We, like, accept climate change. We're <laughs> against, like, price gouging. <laughs> Sorry, this is a, apparently a politically progressive podcast. <laughs> <laughs> if, if that bothers you, 
deal with it. Sorry. Anyway, back to the movie. We keep getting way off track on this one. I'm sorry. I think it's just because it's it's so late. It's 1030 on a Friday. We're usually in bed. I'm exhausted. Um, <laughs> so, so. Anyways. So Flint is in the meatball. He's going to, he's near the machine and he's, he's trying to like figure it out. So he's sneaking around. He's pretty good at sneaking. And he's going to like, he's going to shut the machine down. Um, So Flint's doing that. And while that's happening, they get back on the plane, which was being attacked by gummy bears. Also reference to Twilight Zone episode where originally William Shatner like looks out the window and he sees a gremlin like ripping apart. Oh, like in like the treehouse of horror, the Simpson. Okay. Um, So... So they're doing that, and then Steve finally gets his day because he loves gummy bears. So he went out and went crazy, and he, like, ripped the heart out of one of the gummy bears. Yeah, which was kind of a Temple of Doomish. It was really crazy. And then he was, like, breaking off heads and doing all this stuff, and he had a great time. Um, and so then they, Sam and Brent get in the plane. Um, Manny gets her the EpiPen, and they're like, okay, great. And... um. Uh, flash to Flint. He is with the machine. He's going to shut it down. He goes, he sticks his his phone in with the, you know, he's going to upload the thing and then it's a video that he has that's like a kitten playing, like being a DJ or something. And with the Fight the Power song. And he's like, no, dad. And the machine is just like freaking out, spits that thing out. It's going to go crazy. And then Flint realizes he has his spray-on shoes, his can of spray-on shoes, and he sprays the opening of the machine, and it explodes. Right. So then we see, we're back in the plane, and we they see it explode, and like, oh, no, Flint. And actually, Nate watching it today was like, oh, no, Flint. Yeah, <laughs> so, so they they land back down. Everyone's, you know, really happy because... They did it. They and like the the sky had been purple everywhere, and everything like cleared up. So all, all around o- all world. around the world, like everything's been fixed, and everybody's like, "Woohoo! Yay! Everything's better!" And then they go, they land, and they get out, and everyone who was in the plane is sad because they know Flint didn't make it. And then Flint's dad comes up, and and it was like, "Nope, he's not here." And Sam's really sad, and she's like, "He was a really great man." And then what do we see? The rat birds. The rat birds are bringing Flint back. And I thought it was really interesting that ultimately the thing that saved the town was his original inventions, which also saved him. (laughs) Yeah, it was very true. And I was thinking... (laughs) Like everything that he had invented is what allowed him to save the town. The rat birds must think of him as like God, right? I mean, he like created them. Yeah. No, so they they bring him back, and then everyone's really happy. And Flint's dad's trying to talk to him, but can't and can't. And so Sam's like, "Oh, this is crazy!" So she puts the monkey translator onto Flint's dad, which then allows him to actually speak his true feelings. Just a beautiful, beautiful share, which was basically like, "I can't believe that I have been allowed to have such an amazing son." And I love you. And when I say these other things that you don't understand, it's just me saying I love you. And then they're like, oh, my God, I love you, too. And then Flint and Sam are like, I love you, I love you. And then they finally kiss for reals. Puffer face style. And then that's the end of the movie. Yeah, so two, two final thoughts. One, as I talked about before, it's actually an amazing invention. And I feel like if he just worked on it a bit more, instead of just letting it float in the sky and rain food, yeah. If you made a machine that looked like a microwave and just attack like attach a water hose to it, yeah, you could have anything you want, right? And you could change the entire like food system of the world and end world hunger, right? But I feel like he doesn't really pursue that. He just views it as like another failure. And two, in the end, all he did was fix semi fix the problem he created i mean other people contributed right so is that just like white privilege like he's getting congratulated for like cleaning up his own mess 
guess, but also the food island. Because they, they do leave. They They've all been, leave. And that's what number two is about, right? Like, that island goes crazy. Yeah. Like, the food continues to morph and become, like, alive. Yeah. It's like uh, Jurassic Park 2. Yeah. Yeah, like Jurassic Park 2, but with food. Yeah, pretty much. Well, I guess maybe we'll talk about that one some other day. Yeah. I any mean, any final thoughts from you on Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs? <sighs> No, I mean I enjoy this one. I don't. I don't find this one super super annoying. It's it's got funny moments. Um, it's definitely one of those I do like when there's like little things that every time you watch you maybe see like another like little bit that you might have missed or so. And it yeah. encourages STEM, so you know that's a win. It does. It for, does for men and women. Unfortunately. Nate's not picking up on that. He's just picking up on Steve. Steve saying his name and wanting gummy bears. And danger. Yeah. Because he'll just be like, danger, 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 danger at six in the morning. And I'm like, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Mama's sleeping. Danger, danger, danger. And it is. It's going to be dangerous. He's putting himself in danger. It's going to be real danger <laughs> real soon. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. So that's 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 our take. Uh, I'm sorry about my slap happiness tonight, everybody. So thanks, y'all, for listening. Yes, please. Um, please follow us on Twitter at Rated PG Podcast mm-hmm. and on Facebook at PG Podcast. Mm-hmm. And on Instagram at Rated PG Podcast. Um, and please subscribe, and rate, review, do all those great things that everyone tells you to do because it does something. I don't know what. But if everybody says to do it, somebody must know what they're talking about. <laughs> then it must be important. So please do it. And yeah, and we'll be back with another uh, gem of a movie. There it is. All right. Lady.